Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Little John Hyatt for you here on your Friday. Hope you had a great week. Hope you have some fun weekend plans. Hi to summer. Got to get it in while we can. Thanks for spending some time with us. It's Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Did you know that Tim Duncan, 19 seasons in the NBA, won 50 or more games every single year the San Antonio Spurs did? Unbelievable. Tim Duncan was first or second team, all defensive team in the NBA, 15 years in a row. He was a 10-time first team all, uh, or uh, NBA, all, all NBA first team selection and 15 overall all NBAs. Amazing. I, I just think it's, it's interesting because Duncan is certainly, when you bring up his name, you say, oh yeah, one of the great players ever. But if I was to say, who are the greatest basketball players ever, you'd probably name 10 or 12 guys before you named Tim Duncan. And it's just, uh, I don't know. He's a little bit of an understated guy. I, I just saw that on Twitter, so I just thought it was uh, an interesting tidbit. Missed anything in the first hour of the show, you find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Book Store, your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any other day. Anytime you're on the Montana State campus. Good friends swung by earlier this week. Well, it certainly wasn't a clone on the stage last night at the SPs. I was going to text yeah, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damar Hamlin lives. It's not that we ever doubted that he did, but it was. You doubted it. It was sort of a weird uh, conspiracy theory there for uh, a brief moment in time. People are insane. Anyway, check it out no sports. Uh, here from the ESPN studios, it took me a minute to get back over here, but I came from the Iron Grizz. What a delicious lunch. What a great place to eat. They grow all their vegetables right there in the garden. The salad's as good as you're going to get anywhere in Missoula. I had a club sandwich. Uh, just delicious. Uh, go check them out there at the University of Montana Golf Course. And if you want, if you can, if you are uh, so inclined, call us right now. 406-888-1029-888-1029. Got a $50 gift card to for you. Actually, two dollars gift cards for you. But 50 bucks at the Iron Grill. So call us right now. 888-1029. You helped me get them on the air once upon a time. I did. I sure did. Our good friend Trail always yes. says hi. He remembers you. Aw. I was there on Saturday, actually. We, uh, the boys are really into hitting golf balls. Oh, yeah. Nice. So we went and hit some golf balls and then had some burgers, and it was a delight. Here's your activity. That's what you do. You just go to the course. It's a nine-hole course. You can play in a couple hours or just hit some balls and then go uh, check out the Iron Grizz. Pretty yeah. Iron good. I mean, who needs top golf? We've got this situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carol Lynch, who does those sports, joins us each week, usually Thursdays, but we're doing it on a Friday here today. Rajim Seabrook, our normal Friday uh, co-host, he is on the East Coast. He is uh, there in Washington, D.C., so we'll, re- we'll uh, catch up with him about his trip uh, relatively soon whenever he's in studio again. What's going on? How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. Went to yoga at lunch. Uh, nice. How was it? It was amazing. A couple new teachers there at the hot house, which is great. Yeah. Got some new teachers. They also um, are going to do stand-up paddleboard yoga this summer. Okay. Um, and it's 35 Seems hard. Yeah. It's $35. Uh, you have to pre-register on hothouseyogamissoula.com. Okay. But you get 
they give you the board and then you do yoga on a stand up paddleboard. Oh, I've been uh, actually thinking about this concept quite a bit because if you go to Hot House there in downtown Missoula, uh, it's downstairs. Uh, right next to, right by the Catalyst Cafe. And you, when you go downstairs though, in the hall, there's several pictures of like, they're what they used to call press plates from the Missoulian mm-hmm. uh, of articles about various yoga. And most of the pictures are yoga in nature. And there's one of somebody doing it on a paddleboard. So yeah. I've been wondering like how you even get a go about doing that. Well, I don't know, but I know I would fall off and end up in wherever they're doing. I think it's down in the Clark Fork. I just, I, I want to try it, but I'm scared. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. Um, all right. Well, uh, I mean, it, it, I feel like you got to go to the right part of the river. The river seems precarious at this exact moment. I don't know how much we want to get into this, but the, no, we're not getting into. Yeah, this. I mean, it's it's it's, it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, I would say be cautious with your animals by the river, especially in the city of Missoula at this current moment. Uh, a lot of weird stuff going on. Lots of floaters in there. Oh, boy. <laughs> I couldn't said it better myself. Uh, all right. How are you going to get us in trouble today? I talked about the uh, the DeMar Hamlin thing because last night was the ESPYs and yeah. uh, DeMar Hamlin um, presented a, a Courage Award. and the Pat Tillman the, Award for service. Yeah, very good. And uh, I thought it was really cool. They gave it to the Buffalo Bills training staff. Yeah. And, and the, DeMar, head, the head trainer gave a, a speech and it was it was cool. It was really sweet to see. Yeah. And DeMar was so emotional and alive and really him um, to all your conspiracy theorists. And it was really, I loved that they did that. That was really awesome. It just shows you like the shared experience of athletics too, because they show everybody in the crowd. So you get to see... Like, how does LeBron James react to this? You know, how, the, how does all these famous people... Yeah. Uh, and, and I thought everybody was pretty emotional. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. How much of the ESPYs did you watch? None of it. Yeah, of course not. But I did go and watch... I didn't watch. I looked at the red carpet to look at the fashion. Mm. And I'm just going to say something about it. These are the best bodies in the world, some of them. And the fashion sucked. <laughs> so the new thing where all these uh, football and basketball players are wearing the suits but no shirt underneath? I have it in my notes. Come on. Um, it doesn't look good, Patrick guys. Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> what? Put a shirt on, dude. I mean, okay, I get... As a big guy who has a hard time finding suits, I get it. Except for I don't make $100 million yeah, no, a year. They found a suit. They Travis, can find I a mean, shirt. Travis Kelsey is looking fresh in his nice custom tailored suit. He's as big as it gets. So uh, get yourself a did custom tailored suit. Did he have ta- a shirt? He did. He okay. had a nice white shirt underneath. Yeah, yeah I'm he's not looking down fresh. with the no shirt thing under a suit coat. There was multiple people. My Ugly. girlfriend was like, what is going on? Ugly. Why are they doing that? Yeah, the fashion was a big miss. Like. Some people looked good, but there were some really ugly outfits. And I'm like, you guys, especially you ladies, show your stuff. (laughs) Totally. Like, and I mean, I don't mean like dress like a hoe, but like (laughs) you could have a really nice dress that looks really good. Oh, for sure. On your fit body. For sure. I mean, everybody they're showing on TV are the people sitting in the front 10 rows. And so they're all multi, multi millionaires. They can have whatever clothes they want. Right. And the red carpet, I was like, what is this? But whatever. Uh I mean,. I can only do so much. You well, know? you know it's the height of summer when the ESPYs are a conversation point. And uh, we're about to dive back into the second half of baseball season. we got the Women's World Cup coming up. Uh, Big Sky Conference football talk is going to start rolling at least weekly, if not daily, here on New Audits now. So we're on the, uh, the, uh, the downhill part of the year already, which is actually kind of crazy to think about. But a ton of content coming up. I know it's been a little bit slow here lately, but this is fun. What else you got? Well, since you're talking about summer, let's talk about Wimbledon. Okay. What's going on at Wimbledon? So Avina 
I'm going to mess up her name. Probably. Fitlina. I'm not going to be able to She's help from you the either. Ukraine. Okay. She was not seated. She's never won a Grand Slam, and she made it to the semifinals. Okay. And so Wimbledon is ongoing right now. Yeah. She did lose. I guess I'm the guy who doesn't know sports because I had no clue. She lost today in the semifinals. However, okay. she beat Venus Williams. Wow. She beat like some really, really, really top seated players. And she just had a baby in October. Wow. Impressive. So she didn't think she was going to make it that far. So she bought tickets to Harry Styles and then ended up having to miss the concert. And so when they were interviewing her after one of her wins, she's like, well, I, I, can't, I have to miss the Harry Styles concert tonight. And so Harry Styles invited her to any of his shows. Amazing. So, yeah. Isn't that awesome? That is cool. I she's wonder how he got word. Thing. I guess they all have people or well, whatever. She, the interview went viral, of course. Uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. a viral except for you. I, I guess. Yeah. So, what are you finding this on Instagram? You got TikTok in it. I have my sources. <laughs> I'm a journalist. I have my sources. <laughs> the chick who doesn't know sports is a journalist. That's exactly how I describe you. It was actually on CBS this morning. <laughs> have you heard your newest new uh, promo? I have, a, I have a new, new promo? Uh, it, uh, LeBron James or Michael Jordan, she only cares about Chardonnay versus Merlot. Oh, yeah, I did hear that one. That was good. <laughs> uh, pretty good. It's a little, har- little harsh. You care a little bit more about just that stuff. Well, and I don't like Chardonnay or Merlot, <laughs> so get it right. Yeah, right. Amateur script writers Jeez. back there behind the glass. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, so what's going on? Do we know what's going on in the in the men's side of things? Or uh, No, I've not been paying attention. I, I, I do think it's interesting. Uh, there's Here's why star power matters. The because the Williams sisters are no longer in their prime and they're really only playing in the Grand Slams and Federer's kind of way on his way out and Adal is playing very sparingly. There's just not nearly the star power there was even just a couple of years ago in tennis. So I didn't. I usually know when the the Grand Slams are happening. I didn't know Wimbledon was going. Well, on. Wimbledon always falls around the Fourth of July. Yeah. So I always just kind of know that, and so. Um, I have a hard time watching tennis because then I want to play tennis. For sure. And I have no one to play tennis with. Wow, you need to find somebody. I know. There was like this social tennis group and then it was only in June and so I don't know. And so now I'm thinking about pickleball. Okay. There's open pickleball every night at the fort from 5 to 8 p.m. Sounds like a great place to go make some friends. I don't want to go alone. I'm scared. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So tennis, I would go alone. Make one of your kids go with you. Oh, right. I mean, they might like pickleball. I did tell my husband today. I was like, maybe we could do that. And he was like, maybe. Oh, boy. <laughs> Don't get hurt. I guess there's been a big uptick in yeah. pickleball injuries at yeah. the hospital. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> it's because there's a big uptick in popularity, though. Uh, well, and also, I think you think it's, well, you think it's easier than it is, and your oh, body's sure. flailing around, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but something else happened at Wimbledon. Okay. A fan... During someone's serve, popped a bottle of champagne. Just in the stands? Yeah. Where'd they get it? Well, you can buy champagne. You can buy the whole bottle? Yeah. Wow, I wonder not what that costs at Wimbledon. I don't know. But you're not supposed to pop a bottle, A, during someone's serve, how rude, and B, during a game even, like or a match. like. So you just wait and it just gets warm until like between can, matches? I mean, go somewhere else and pop it. These well, people are playing the tennis. Ba- in the bathroom or where? Sure. Gosh. Anyway. Etiquette police. Chicken doesn't know So sports. the person, um, she was serving, She lo- her serve went long, and then she ended up losing the point. So then the umpire had to make an announcement like, please oh refrain gosh. from popping your champagne. Oh, my gosh. Um, but in 2019, someone popped their champagne and the cork flew on the court. Whoa. That seems like it could be dangerous right. as well. Uh, champagne is... Uh, <clears throat> It's actually, I mean, it's expensive, but not as what? expensive as I... How much? I, I, between 79 and 89 euros a bottle. 
Oh, that's not so bad. I mean, it's expensive, but like I was totally expecting hundreds of dollars yeah. at, at Wimbledon. It's probably like Andre too, so it's not even good. Lanson LeBlanc label Brut NV mm. and then Lanson La Rose Brut NV. Mm. Half a bottle for forty six dollars, forty six euros that is. Full bottle for eighty nine fifty. That's the top prices. Funny thing about me is you could I- also order your cocktails by the jug. <laughs> Makes sense. Sounds like I wouldn't uh, want to drink while I'm watching Wimbledon. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, beer sounds good. I don't like to day drink though. So yeah, I know you're so strange. I know. I like only want to day drink. I know. I know. I wish we could like only have the drinks during the day and then just go home and go to bed. bed. (laughs) See, the problem is, is I can't go to bed until my kids. I have Uh, a whole thing. So this is like a a mom thing. All right. Well, Nuwana's Dow ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, Carol and Chicka does no sports uh, chiming in here to end your week. Uh, what else you got? So Jake Paul, you know how he's a YouTuber turned boxer. Yep. And he has cannot at, believe how good he is at boxing. I know he's turned out to be so an incredible awkward. boxer. So um, he is going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Really? Yeah. And the thing about him, is I must say, I have to eat a lot of crow on this. When he was first like, "Oh, I'm gonna box Floyd Mayweather. I'm gonna box Roy Jones Jr." I was like, "Dude, this guy is gonna yeah. get murdered," and he did it. No, he's good. Uh, yeah. And I guess he's brought a, a younger fan base to boxing, so I it's mean, kind I of revived it. boxing. So that's kind of cool too. I mean, I totally believe it. He is an ace promoter. Yes. I mean, that's such a huge part of boxing. That's why Don King's such an icon, because he was the head promoter for some of the most famous boxers. That's why they became so famous. Right. Like, Muhammad Ali owes Don King so much. So is Mike Where Tyson. Is Don King? Did he die? I actually don't know if Don King's still alive or not, because he was certainly old, like, yes. way back then. I mean, in the in the 80s Remember when Tyson... His hair? Right. When, I mean, it's unbelievable hair. Yeah. When Tyson was the king of the world in the late yeah. 80s and early 90s, Don King was way old back then. Oh, yeah. Don King is still alive. Oh, good. He is 91 years old. Dang. Wow. Well, that's good. I mean, he's definitely one of the best promoters ever. Anyways, Jake Paul's a great promoter. I think that's part of why his popularity has been sustainable. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, he's yoked now, too. Like, when he For started sure. and said he's going to become a boxer, he was a you know, beanpole. Yeah. And I saw pictures of him and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is like, he's not messing around. Have you seen this uh, UFC movie that Jake Gyllenhaal did and he got all yoked up for it? Oh yeah. I don't even know what it's called, but it's on Netflix or on one of the streaming services. Do you ever find the streaming services just totally overwhelming? Uh-huh. Like when you're going through it, I have to- Like it's too much. I have to, here's my new thing. Here's what I do. I dedicate a, a piece of time not to looking for something to watch, but making a list of things to watch. So then when I want to go watch something, I only look at my list. That's a good idea. So then you don't waste the time going through it. Right, right, right. And right. then when you're, you know, you're with your girl or your partner or whatever, you're like, hey, oh, let's watch. Here's our three choices. We each agreed on to put these on the list. Three choices instead of going through. No, 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 right. no. Well, I have something for your list. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's called quarterback. Oh, yes. It's going to uh, be on Netflix. You're the third person that's told me about this today. Yeah. So it's a docu-series um, following Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and That's Marcus right. Malcolm. I'm not sure who Marcus Malcolm is, but certainly uh, know who Kirk Cousins and uh, Patrick Mahomes are. I might have, I might not be writing, reading my own handwriting. Okay, well, let's find out. So it's produced by Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. and it's following... Um, oh, Marcus Mariota, thank oh. you. 
Uh, yeah. If you really wanted to know if she's the chick who doesn't know sports, yes. Uh, Marcus Mariota, who was the Heisman Trophy winner uh, at Oregon, and then also uh, the number two overall pick in the uh, 2015 NFL Draft. Long time. Not NFL only am I, do I not know about Marcus sports? Malcolm. I don't know I'm how calling to... Marcus Mariota that from now on. Yeah, I think hashtag Marcus Malcolm. Unfortunately for Marcus Mariota, I do think he's widely considered a bust when it comes to the NFL, only because he was the best player in college football and he's the number two pick. And he's only been, I wouldn't even say he's been average. I'd say he's been slightly below average. Well, maybe that's what will be interesting to watch. Like, see what, so this is, so they're mic'd up for one practice a week yeah. in every game, and then it follows them. After their game, you know, before the game, what wins, losses, the yeah. ups, the downs, yep. all those things. So yep. I think it's going to be interesting. I will definitely watch it. I think that you can watch it already because yes, I, I think people, it launched today. Yeah, a couple of people texted me, "Hey, you got to watch this." So yeah. <laughs> everybody knows that listens to this show regularly. Uh, that Kirk Cousins is certainly the thing that makes me the most uh, not mad because being mad's a waste of time. The the most. Uh, the most inflamed, I should say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing that makes me the most fired up is is Kirk Cousins. Because the only thing I got left for sports fandoms, the Minnesota Vikings, and um, Kirk Cousins is just the worst quarterback situation in all of pro sports. I mean, he's the worst. He, he's not the worst quarterback in the league, but he's better than than anybody that's bad, but they pay him like he's really, really good. So they're just the Vikings are just stuck forever, and it just makes me so angry. Anyways, the, one of my texts that I got today was that you need to watch the quarterback because it's going to make you not hate Kirk Cousins oh, so good. much. And I was like, well, I, I still I, I don't care how Kirk Cousins is as a human. I know that sounds completely insensitive, but I don't. I don't like Patrick Mahomes as a human. I think he's I think he's really annoying. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hear his voice. I, for a I whole don't like his voice. I don't I don't really find him that compelling of a, a character. But I love watching him play football. Huh. Kirk Cousins. I know that he's a good guy. He's you know choir boy, everybody's favorite teammate, whatever. No, that matters. The guy completely erodes and melts down in the biggest games, and he has over and over and over again. And you know, I, I don't know. I just can't I can't watch this movie over and over and over again. I can't just watch the Vikings lose in the first round of the playoffs year so after So are you going to watch the show? I'm definitely going to watch the show. Okay. Of course. Okay. I mean, I watch all these things. It gives me great fodder for this show. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of docuseries, last week we were joking that um, Aaron Rodgers might have like a docu whatever. And we were like right. joking about it. Yeah. His well, own documentary about his own self. Put on by himself. Well, even coach Marty was having laughs about how much Aaron Rodgers loves himself. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's clear. Coach Marty said this on Monday. He said, most guys of Aaron Rodgers fame, when they go to New York, they got to get used to being on the back page of the New York post every day. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is going to love it. Oh, so he's going to be it's feeding actually, them stories. Exactly. It's yeah. actually going to make him, most guys, it makes them worse for a minute because they're worried about what people think of him. Aaron Rodgers is like, oh yeah, I'm going to be on I there. know, he's stoked. Well, the <laughs> show Offsides, I believe is what it's called. Okay. I don't know if it's Offsides. It's uh, knock Around? No. Hard knock, Knocks. Hard Knocks. Offsides <laughs> Knock Around. Oh my gosh. The thing that's great, people, is that she's dead serious. That's why she's laughing. She had no idea. Uh, yes, Hard Knocks, the <laughs> famed HBO uh, miniseries each year that chronicles fall camp of NFL teams, is indeed about the New York Jets. Yes. Of course it is. Now, who else would they make it about? The Bears. Uh, yeah, no, not the Bears. So the, the coach isn't really happy about it. So how does that happen? Because don't don't they all have to sign off on that, or is that all an NFL or like it's all an NFL thing? Got it. So I, I do think there's some situations where you can say no, hmm. 
But for whatever reason, well, for well, one, I know for exactly one reason, why. they overrode it. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers was like, no, I want to be on this. It's going to be all about me. He's definitely going to be all about him. Yeah. So here's the thing that Aaron Rodgers does have going for him now he's on the Jets. The whole team is so young that he can do this and he doesn't really like. Uh, they're all in it together, kind of learning their way through the NFL. So him getting all the attention, most places that would be like an ego battle with the other big stars, all yeah. their stars are are rookies or second-year guys. So it actually might help those guys because it'll take a bunch of pressure off of them. Because this season is going to be all about Aaron Rodgers, whether the Jets are good or not. Right. Well, it's always all about Aaron Oh, I Rodgers. know. But he's we, that he's been doing that in Green Bay, which is like the size of Missoula. Yeah. Now he's about to be doing it in the biggest city in the country. Well, I, uh, I might watch... Offsides knock around. I, I will What's say. What's it called? Hard knocks. Offsides <laughs> knock around. Uh, hard knocks. You should. It, I mean, I think you'd actually like it no matter what. Aaron Rodgers on there or not. It's really well done. I might hate watch it for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Aaron Rodgers is winning, though. We talk about Aaron Rodgers every single week, and I can't wait for hard knocks with Aaron Rodgers. I can't wait for him to be on the New York Post. Right. I don't like anything about it, but it's still you can't stop watching it. It is great it's entertainment. A it's a tall train wreck, but it's a great entertainment yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Check it out those sports here on ESPN Radio, presented by the Hype House as well as Hot House Yoga. What else you got? Well, there are some rumors about another. Well, there. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> well, there are some rumors. <laughs> um, there is a rumor going around that Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian are dating. Now, this started. Months oh my gosh! Ago. I texted you about this, and yes. I didn't bring it up on the show last week because I just couldn't bring myself to even, first of all, admit that I knew that I had heard that this was happening mm-hmm. or even know anything more about it. I, there's really, okay, so there were rumors months ago because she was looking at houses in the same place that he has a place in Bahamas or something, but they were at a Hamptons party over the 4th of July and they were talking and it sparked rumors. Imagine if just being at a party and just talking to a person then made right. the world explode into rumors. Yes. Yeah. That would be really awful. He is not her type. He is not her type. Okay. If you know what I'm saying. Well, I do. She has traditionally liked really, really tall athletes, NBA guys. Okay. Moving on. Uh, is I don't, is he, is she his type either? I don't think so. He's only yeah. dated like supermodels, like super. I don't think they're dating. Skinny. I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, it it's was, good. I mean, I'm sure they love the all press is good press. So I'm sure they're loving that. I'm sure Giselle's hating that. Uh, Giselle is with her Krav Maga stud muffin riding horses <laughs> in Brazil. She is fine. The the Vanity Fair article about Giselle where she was on the cover. Of course, my mother saved it for me. Thanks, mom. I, I thought it was totally bizarre. She is a very u- unique person. Tom Brady seems totally weird, but she seems way weirder. I mean, she was she had like a it was all about her on vacation, but she had like a bird sanctuary where she was like taking care of birds that had been hurt while she's on her trip to the beach, huh. and just her way of talking and I feel like very that witchy. Was, I feel like that was a very PR move. Like yeah, they I'm definitely want, they wanted her to seem, seem very a certain way. whimsical and yes. yeah, sort of ethereal, sort of like when um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were interviewed by Oprah and. Meghan Markle was like, here's all my chickens and I come out and gather eggs every day. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, Meghan Markle. Man, so the I guess the good news for Tom Brady is that if he officially, officially stays retired, uh, then he doesn't have to worry about the curse of the Kardashian sisters. I mean, they have... 
Right. They have derailed many a professional sporting career between the the several of them at this point. Right. So uh, at least he doesn't have to worry about that. Speaking of curse. How funny would it be if he came back to the NFL and was dating her and then was and then, was awful because he also got the curse of the Kardashians. I mean, I, that would make me happy. <laughs> Speaking of another K, Croy and Kim. Oh my gosh. Are not getting divorced now. They're not. No. Too expensive. I don't know, probably, <laughs> but they are reconciling. Wow. And there has been some horrible stuff in the press about them. It's so, been nothing but bad. Yeah. So I hope they're happy because they really dragged each other through the mud and it's gross. Man, what a deal. <laughs> I was hoping that Damian Lillard got traded or something so we could talk about actual sports, but this is great to get the updates on all our favorite people. I also have a really big announcement. Okay, I can't wait. I what? don't think anyone that any of your listeners know this. What's that? That you're a three-peat EB Craney <laughs> Award winner Thank you. for Radio Sportscaster of the Year. Thank you. Yeah, three in a row. And I don't think you announced it about yourself, and I realized that I haven't said anything. Oh. I'm not a very good friend. Um, the first person to win three times in a row in 20 years, we'll say. Well, thank you. Or more. Or ever, maybe. Thank you for acknowledging it. I, I do have a little bit of a hard time acknowledging it, only just because uh, I set that as our expectation around here, just because I think we have the team to be the best. You're a part of that. Contributing on the show. Also helping us with so much of our advertising. Um, so I always want us to expect to win these awards, but I also uh, humbled, certainly, to to win them, especially three times in a row, because I've had some... Some great competition. It's not as if it's just an easy win. There's certainly some very, very talented uh, sportscasters, and certainly a couple of the guys that uh, have worked with me in the last couple of years, they've really grown on the mic as well. Jeff Safford was the runner-up for Sportscaster of the Year, and uh, Andrew Houghton's got his name on a cranny now, too, yes. contributing to the sports coverage. So uh, having multiple good voices in-house certainly helps, and uh, it is a team effort. So thank, thanks for helping. You're welcome. Um, do I get a cut of the win? Uh, certainly. Uh well, I'll pay you in wine. Okay. Chardonnay or Merlot? Neither. <laughs> it's Malbec or, or Cab. Malbec or Cab. Um, you will be buying me a coffee, though, because I am going to win our bet about Tom Brady retiring. So you think he's coming back? No, you... He's, I think he's coming back. You think he's coming back. Mm. I said he's retiring. Okay. Uh, yeah. We're getting close All to right. the time. We're getting close. We're getting close. Yeah. Watch. He's going to move in with Kim K for one week, and then off he goes back to training camp with the Las Vegas Raiders. No way. Oh, baby. He's just being an old man now because that's oh, what he man. is. I can't believe that there's actually a real influence in the NFL landscape and Tom Brady's future because of a Kardashian. It just makes it seem like we live in a simulation. What do you mean? There's no influence. <laughs> they talked at a party. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing happening. Trust me. Okay. I know these things. Yeah, yeah. Carolyn's got sources. I read their body sources. language, you know, on all oh, the TMZ pictures that were out there's there's nothing there amazing yeah well thanks for swinging by thanks for uh, having me were you going to lake this weekend or are you doing no no lake this weekend i, I think i'm probably just cleaning as mm, usual yeah yeah I'm driving my 13 year old what's around. the funny meme on the instagram they say nobody tells you when you're a kid that being adult is just uh endlessly cleaning your kitchen over and over and yeah. over again why is my kitchen just dirty? That's all I do is clean my kitchen. So when my kids were little, my kitchen would be clean from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. because they go to bed, everything would be clean. Well, now I'll clean it 
And then in the middle of the night, my kids are making food and cooking hot pockets or whatever. And I come down and it's like a bomb went off. <laughs> you have I'm teenage like, boys too. I just cleaned this. Yes. It's also ironic that uh, them probably using very limited amount of kitchen stuff it also still makes the kitchen a complete disaster. I don't even understand. They don't use pans or spatulas or anything that like adults use. Just probably microwaves and plates, yet it's still probably... A disaster. <laughs> a disaster. It's like, what am I... I wonder what would happen if I just stopped cleaning. Wow. I don't, I, I don't think no you... Way. I think you would be institutional. I know. I would like lose my mind. One week. Yeah. After one day. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. Have a good weekend. You too. Carol, let's there's no sports. Each week here on Nuwana is now presented by the Hype House as well as Hot House Yoga. Go check out the Hype House. They're on Tool Avenue, right across from DraftWorks. They have their uh, standard spin classes. They're not standard. They're very challenging, very fun. Uh, they also have some strength classes rolling now as well. So a uh, great place to work out and a very welcoming environment. Go check them out, hypehousestudio.com, or go drop into the studio there on Tool Avenue. Big Sky Football on the horizon. We submitted our old league picks earlier this week. We'll break them down next. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a, a, a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. One, two, three. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio. It's always interesting to me when you're at live music events and a, a, an artist or an act that's playing, that's objectively famous, plays a song that's not theirs as a cover. And uh, like last night, for example, at uh, Big Head Todd and the Monsters and Blues Traveler concert, out there at uh, the Kettle House Amphitheater. Big Ed Todd the Monsters played that song. Big Ed Todd the Monsters certainly have like four or five hit songs that you would certainly recognize. We played them on the show this week. But that song's so famous, and they got even bigger ovations for a song that wasn't theirs. Blues Traveler also had a couple big-time smash hits in the 90s. Uh, but a lot of their stuff, um, it was just great jam music, so you don't really even have to be familiar with it to enjoy it live, especially live. And John Popper is such a great harmonica player. But perhaps like the third biggest ovation of of uh, the night for Blues Traveler came when they played a little Tom Petty. So it's just interesting to me when, when artists do that. But I mean, it's not that unusual. A lot of bands do that. They'll play covers of other people. So I don't know. Teach their own. It's always fun. Noah's Now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We cut a Big Sky Breakdown basically 
Tuesday and Wednesday on this show and then had a whole other uh, hour-long conversation uh, at the house. And uh, so there's a new Big Sky Breakdown podcast available on SkylineSportsMT.com or on your various podcast hosting platforms. It's all about the all all Big Sky preseason lists. Here's how we voted. Here's an excerpt from it. Find the full podcast. SkylineSportsMT.com or... Search Big Sky Breakdown on any of your podcast hosting platforms. Here's me and Andrew Houghton for a couple minutes from the backyard the other night. Five picks here. This was uh, easy for four and uh, then searching a little bit for the fifth, but I had Governor, I, I had Val, Sebastian Valdez, Seabass from Montana State, I had Bertie Greeby from Montana State. Then I had Aloy Queet, who's a guy that's is the guy that's making the most noise in that program. He's getting the most sort of publicity outside of the program, besides maybe Hendricks Johnson, the receiver. Um, and then the fifth, I we'll get to that. But what, what did you think? I mean, the, the first two, the interior guys from Montana, Montana State, are the no brainers. And Brody Greeby, I think, was a no brainer for me for too. Sure. A, a lock is a guy who's uh, he's returning first team all league. Has all the tools to yeah. be one of the best pass rushers in the country. I had a fourth guy who was pretty easy. It wasn't the same as yours. Who's that? Chuba Maai from UC Davis. Yeah, for sure. And they actually, I thought, all, I thought both Chuba Maai and Zach Kennedy had a pretty good uh, nomination notes. Chuba Maai is just a guy that I have watched because I've, I've watched him get recruited because I think I was down at ISU and then sure. ISU was in on him. Yeah, He's a guy who's uh, kind of like a, a throwback nose tackle where he's putting up 20, 25 tackles a year, but he's just so important yeah, yeah. to that defense at UC Davis. So he's a throwback nose. He's a, he's a great athlete. I was, I looked up his bio for this. He said his his proudest athletic accomplishment was running a five minute mile, which is whoa for a guy who's that size. Is that's astounding? Is incredible. I mean, he had, that's that's like beyond belief. Honestly, he blocked multiple kicks last year. I just think he's he's like one of the litmus test guys in the league. Where if you know about him, you should be considering him for a team like this. So so he was my fourth guy, and then I had a little bit of trouble with the fifth. My fifth guy was Jeff Stanley because he was a standout a year ago at Sac State, and I do think that they've been uh, – they certainly have risen to the level where they have some of the better talent in the league. I know their defense was you – know, certainly left something to be desired a year ago uh, in certain ways, but they st- still had individual talent. So Jeff Stanley was my fifth pick. I ended up at Eddie Lloyd Quetty. Yeah. Quetty? Quetty. Yeah, I think that's right. For my fifth pick at Northern Arizona, uh, again, just because the the potential of it, like of him, like he talked about, um, a guy who's been getting buzzed there, certainly another guy who's a, a great athlete. Yep. Uh, linebackers, here's your number one talking point. Well, I guess your number one talking point is the return of David Hogue. Maybe that's your number one least known about talking point, I should say. Uh, David Hogue was an outstanding player at Northern Colorado two years ago, missed last year with a knee injury. Armand Bailey looks like the next guy in line at Sac State, so I think that really is um, important for him. We talked all about Winston Reed. He's certainly on Andrew and uh, my ballots as uh, certainly a front runner for, if not the leader in the clubhouse for the defensive MVP in the league. But my most newsworthy thing about looking at this linebacker group is there's Two each for Montana and Montana State nominated here. And I'm leaning towards, if not definitively uh, decided upon, not voting for any of them. Okay. Interesting. I'm leaning, like I'm leaning towards just taking one of 
one guy from each of those groups <laughs> See, and calling it a day. I know. So I texted my brother that, Brooks Duana, as a contributor here on the Big Sky Breakdown, co-founder of Skyline Sports. I said, uh, I said, pick one each. Braxton Hill, Levi Janikara from Montana, Nolan Askelson, and Danny Ulilakepa from Montana State. Uh, and he said Braxton Hill and Danny U, which would actually be the, the opposite answer of what you'd be doing if you were picking based upon the stats. Uh that's actually not true. Danny Ulilakepa was second on the team in tackles last year for Montana State. But he was certainly the lesser of the two. He he, he got ran at more than any of the other yeah, yeah. linebackers for Montana State because he was a freshman. I mean, they, people were trying to put him through the ringer. He also was a former you know King County Player of the Year. I mean, Jeff Choate called him the gem of the class uh, when the former MSU head coach was there. And Ulilakepa uh, was coming out of Puyallup, Washington. Um, Levi Janikara was an all-league guy last year. Braxton Hill was not. Braxton Hill was the guy that was starting first, though. He just got hurt. And then Janicaro took, uh, for sure, the most of his opportunity. Nolan Askelson, I think, is the best guy of this group. When he's at his best, he's just also been very hurt, especially considering last year coming off another ACL. So, um, I don't know. I I think all four of these guys are really good players. I just couldn't give them the nod over the guys that I'm deciding to vote for. See, my reasoning is that you just you're just voting for them as a representative of that group. Oh, that's right. Which is that's like right. completely unfair and like antithetical sure. to the entire spirit of this exercise. Here's the thing: Levi Janicaro is going to be a preseason All League selection because he wears Correct. 37 at Montana. And I, three quarters of the league is going to be like that guy wears 37 at Montana. He's a linebacker. He's a nominee for the Grizz. He's he's a he's all league guy. And he he's my fourth pick. I'm yeah. taking him yeah. along with. And it's not wrong. Like like you're saying, it's 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 incorrect for the way the exercise is supposed to go. But also, you're not going to be incorrect at the end. A starting linebacker for the Grizz is going to have a bunch of stats if he plays the whole time. And the fact that he's a walk-on kid from Missoula who wears 37, like he's going to leave his, his heart and soul on the field. He's going to have 100 tackles if he plays the whole season. Okay, I'm I'm really curious now who you went with. So I, I think I would take Janet Carroll for Montana, and I think I would take Danny Yu for Montana State because I just kind of default to the stats because yeah. health, is a, health is an ability. For sure. Um, I, I will say that... that I think Danny Ulilakeba has great potential. I also think that he was the 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 cog of the defense that got attacked the most for sure. Montana State last year. There's a reason he was second on the team in tackles. Part of it's because he's a sure tackler. Part of it's because he got attacked a lot. Those two things kind of go hand in hand. He also didn't have uh, as as apt of a running mate as he will this year with Askelson. Askelson played like the first five games last year, but they got hurt. So Askelson being back will help Danny Yu as well. Uh, I, so here's who I voted for. I voted for David Hogue, Armin Bailey, Winston Reed. But then I also voted for Nick Eaton of UC Davis, who's a guy that their coaching staff's incredibly high on. Good player. And I think uh, I voted for Parker McKenna of Portland State. Sort of in spite, sort of for a conversation piece, but also sort of because he had 125 tackles as a sophomore. And I do think that while Portland State, I don't think is a true league contender, I do think that they're not. They're also not a bottom dweller. And I think that they have some good talent. I think I needed to get some sort of Portland State guy on the team, and uh, he has good numbers, and I know internally they're very high on him, too. Yeah, I think there are a lot of, of really good intriguing names sort of at the at the bottom of this list here. I like the David Meyer kid from Cal Poly, too. For sure. I actually like both of the UC Davis guys. I think Teddy Buchanan's pretty good. No, for sure. You also have to remember Trey Thomas. He's a 
transfer from South Dakota. Anybody that watched South Dakota play in Missoula, the super extremely muscular linebacker who would then sometimes pop out and guard the slot, that was Trey Thomas at South Dakota last year. Now he's going to be at Idaho. I thought he was very physically impressive when he was in Missoula last year. Yeah, as always, the linebackers and sort of going hand-in-hand with the wide receivers on offense, it's just one of the deepest position groups For sure. in the league always, and part of that is because you can always count on two guys each from Montana and Montana State being in this conversation every year, but I think there's a lot of, of good depth there throughout the league, and I think probably like your approach is probably honestly the the best way to go here is to consider these guys instead of just defaulting to, I know these three guys are the best linebackers in the league, and then I'm just going to sort of default to the Montana and Montana State guys. Here's the thing. If Danny Ulicaba fulfills his potential, he could be one of, if not the best linebackers in the league. That's that's true. He has great pedigree. Nolan Askelson's a great story, having endured all he's endured, come back from multiple injuries, and now he's wearing that uh, number 41 legacy number at Montana State. Janet Carroll's also a great story, a converted high school quarterback from Missoula, big guy who walked onto the Grizz and now is wearing number 37 and is chasing a second straight all-league season. But I actually think the most talented physical guy of these four guys we're talking about is Braxton Hill. Sure. He's just got to figure out a way. He First of all, he got stuck because he was behind Dante Olson and Jace Lewis and uh, you know, Marcus Wellnell and these great players. Patrick and that's McConnell. supposed to be the path to success at Montana. Sure. He just got hurt at the end of it. And then he, and he got a chance. He was like the third guy last year, and then he got hurt. Uh, a couple guys on the Grizz team last year compared Braxton Hill to Dante Olson. And I actually don't think that that's that outside of the realm of possibilities comparison. Dante Olson uh, has as good of a nose for the ball as we've ever seen. But Braxton Hill's a great athlete, and I also think he wants it a lot. So we'll see what he, we'll see what he can do in his fifth year. Uh, anything else on the linebackers before we move on? Uh, how about defensive backs? You talked about Maxwell Anderson. We already got that on the record. Um, I'm still waiting to hear back from a source at Idaho because they have three nominees. Yep. Marcus Harris, Thomas McCormick, and Mervyn Kenyon third. So I'm going to vote for one of those three guys. Whoever my source tells me is the best of those three guys. Marcus Harris had the best stats out of those guys last year. There you go. Okay, so he's he's getting leaned on. I really like Rex Connors. You talked about Max Anderson. I'm totally in agreement of that. So the other guys I have on here, is, this is pick six, by the way, defensive backs. I got Appropriate. I got Corbin Walker from Montana. Yep. I got Simeon Woodard. Simeon, excuse me. Sorry, Simeon. He told me last year, it's Simeon, bro. Say it right. <laughs> okay, I got it. Simeon Woodard uh, of Montana State. And uh, I got Camden Hightower of Northern Arizona. Okay, talk me through Talk me through that one. To be completely fair, here's my, here's my rationale on this. It's not really much of anything besides that NAU, I feel like, is the team that has been the longest since I've seen them in person. And that's just because they haven't come to Montana since pre-pandemic. And we haven't gone to Flagstaff post-pandemic. It's just it's a hard place to get to. It's expensive. And NAU hasn't been all that good. So it hasn't been a you know sort of must-see game down there in Flag. So I haven't seen NAU. But I do think they do a decent job of promoting their guys internally and also putting feelers out there in the league for guys to be talked about. And sort of the two guys that they're pumping are 
Loiquiti as well as uh, Camden Hightower. He seems like the, the next guy. Okay. Morgan Vest. Th- their defensive scheme also, though, like Morgan Vest was their best player, but also their most prestigious player last year. Hightower slides over there, so I, I think that he has a chance there. Okay. Uh, see, I, I I went a little bit different. I did, that's good reasoning. I just um, I went with Tyree Shakir from Portland State, sort of in that Tell last spot. Him. I don't know much about him. So he's he's Khalil Shakir's brother. Oh, okay, for Khalil number Shakir one was Northern Arizona, right? No, Khalil Shakir went to Boise State and then got mm. drafted by the Bills. Oh, sure, okay, the wide receiver. Oh, yeah, Tyree Shakir. He popped last year. He had this crazy game where he had like multiple sacks, but then he also he had multiple interceptions throughout the year. So they're using him kind of interestingly, and I. The reasoning here is not all that sound because I didn't watch a ton of Portland State last year. Totally, his stats and the game that we did watch live in Missoula was so unbelievably chaotic and you like unorthodox you and everything. Get any personnel evaluations besides Dante Sachere like running around crazy and then being pretty tough and then get knocked out and all of a sudden it's so hot he's puking on the sidelines. There, it was total chaos. You couldn't evaluate anything from Portland State. It was weird. So, I also didn't take. Parker McKenna at linebacker like you did for Portland State and I kind of agree with you that like I'd like to have a Portland State guy on there and like as the sixth defensive back I think Tyrese Shakir has a bunch of potential he he jumped off the page when I was looking at him last year Uh, so I went I went with him Uh, Jordan Napke had a bunch of tackles for Northern Colorado last year not sure how good he is I thought it was interesting that Idaho State nominated Calvin Pitcher but not their cornerback Josh Alford right who has sort of been the face of their team by default for the sure. last couple of years? A yeah. good corner guy, good cover guy. I know he he represented them at the Big Sky kickoff last year. He's still listed on their roster, so I I don't know what's up with that. But he's another guy I might have given a look because I know he's a he's a pretty good cover corner there in Pokey. But I I think we're we're in agreement on most of these picks. I mean Maxwell Anderson, Rex Connors. Corbin Walker at Montana. Yeah. like Those guys check all the boxes. I think Corbin Walker is a really underrated player for the Grizz. I think Simeon Woodard is, is a proven commodity. I mean, he's been one of the better corners in the league for two years now. He had a breakout freshman year, and then he was above that. I'd say he was a plus last year. Can he be a plus-plus and be like a true first-team all-league guy? We'll see, but he definitely has that sort of potential. Connors is a guy I love, though. He's a throwback big sky safety. He's a six-foot-four guy who's rangy. He can run. Um he just reminds me of sort of like guys that used to be able to play safety in the big sky. I think a lot of teams have gone away from that because they want such heavy ability and coverage. So they'll sacrifice a smaller body. Connors can cover, though, and he can really run, and that's the whole point. And he can crash the box, and he's going to put up a bunch of stats For this sure. year. I mean, he already did last year, but yeah. he's, he's a low-key defensive player of the year candidate. I know they nominated For him, sure. uh, but he was one of the best freshman defensive players in the country last year. PCI Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Go check it out. Full episode there. You can also subscribe to the Big Sky Breakdown on any of your various podcast hosting platforms. Take you home right after this. Part of why Blues Traveler had to do a Tom Petty cover, not just a had, but did a Tom Petty cover last night is because John Popper, the lead singer, he goes so hard, 
singing and and like voice box manipulating and then also on the harmonica too. So I think that he just needed a couple minutes to get some water because they actually, when they covered that uh, Tom Petty song there, we come back to here on Nuanas Now, they uh, they had the guitarist sing. So fun show last night. Uh, if you were there, I hope you enjoyed yourself. And uh, can't believe how fast summer's going by, but it, that's how it always goes in Montana. Appreciate you spending some of your summertime uh, Friday afternoon with us uh, here on Nuanas Now. If you missed anything in the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast which is probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com, the M store where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org uh, to shop online. Um, we'll be back at it on Monday, and uh, we're almost fully into football mode, but we'll also have some results from the Big Sky State games. Big Sky State games uh, going on right now. The opening ceremonies officially start at 7.15, but there's certainly stuff going on there uh, in Billings at Dallas Stadium. The Montana Mile is tonight, 8.15. You can stream it on Facebook if you want to watch. It should be really good on both the men's and the women's sides. A lot of the top milers of, of recent uh, years uh, are competing in both of those. And uh, super fun. Always a sort of a highlight of the summer and a cool uh, community event. So we'll have all that stuff for you on Monday. We'll also have some football talk and uh, also efforting maybe a couple fighters for next week as well. There's a big fight coming up down there at the Paddlehead Stadium. And uh, we'll be into the second half of Paddlehead's baseball as well. So a ton of stuff coming up. Thanks so much for hanging out with us uh, here today. We'll see you on Monday. This has been Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just want to make sure – uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.